0: All right, the greatest love is the love of your True Self, with a capital S, because that's your best friend. That's the consciousness within you, the Christ consciousness, the Buddha consciousness, whatever you want to call it, that is eternal. It's always there. It's your, it's your higher self. It's your soul. And once you learn to love yourself and trust yourself and be in tune with yourself, it is like having your best friend with you all the time. It's almost, it's like a presence. And when you have that, you can't go wrong. Now we all have it. It's just a matter of whether or not we're conscious of it or not. And um, I'll tell you a story of something that happened to me one time. I was going through a very spiritual period in my life where I was deeply immersed in some spiritual teachings. And one night, I had this vivid dream. It was beautiful. I was sitting with a man. I couldn't see any face. All I saw was light. And in this wonderfully comforting voice, he said to me, I am your eternal husband. I have always been with you, and I will always be with you. I have always loved you and I will always love you. And it was so comforting and so amazing that it completely cured me of any sense of ever being alone or adrift. And it stayed with me. And I do believe that every single one of us has this divine marriage happening within us where we have this eternal partner, our true self that um, we can rely on and when you when you have something like that happen, you don't really worry about, humanly, what's going on. Well, if you're abusing yourself through food addiction, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, any kind of addiction, that's a pretty good sign that you really don't love yourself because you feel like you have to um, fill that emptiness within you with something, that's a, that's a sign. Um, depression of course is a sign that you don't love yourself because if you have made the connection with your true self within, you may get a little distraught sometimes or a little off, but you can't really, really get depressed anymore because you know that you're eternal, you're complete, you're whole. And um, your thought has shifted from three-dimensional living to a whole other way of looking at everything which transcends time, space, everything. You never know when you're going to have that moment that aha moment that big moment of awakening when all of a sudden everything changes you just never know but if you believe that it's possible for a human to make that divine connection you will meditate you will pray you will study you will go to places where you feel like you can you know step into that kind of energy or find a teacher and um, you'll just give yourself permission ultimately to let go and let it happen and it's the thing about it is it's so simple we overlook it the truth is actually very very simple it's not an intellectual exercise that's why Jesus loved children and um, people that sometimes are less complicated than the intellectuals have an easier time awakening because being simple makes it a lot easier sometimes than analyzing it to death. You know, I had a moment once where I was just sort of meditating and all of a sudden I felt this amazing energy and power coming out of my heart and it was like, oh my gosh, God is within. And in a nanosecond I thought about all the bookstores I had visited where I was always waiting for the right book to fall on my head so that I could get the answer to my big question, who am I, what are we doing here, what is God, where is God, and I really wanted to have that feeling that I knew God and I hadn't had it yet. But when this happened to me, in that nanosecond I realized God is within, and I also realized the reason we can't find it when we're looking so hard for it is because it's so simple and it's so close. And once you have that experience, you realize you're looking in all the wrong places. (laughs) It's not out there. God is not sitting on a cloud. God is not in a book. God is not outside of us. God is within. And when you realize it and feel it and you have that realization, everything changes. Is there a technique that somebody might use to be able to let go? To let go? Well, the technique I used was a lot of pain. <laughs> and that's that's how a lot of people end up doing it. When you When you've pushed yourself into a corner, you've got nowhere else to go, you've backed yourself into the wall, that's when you let go usually, unfortunately. But it doesn't have to be that way. If you meditate, if you um, do the inner work, if you want it and desire it, it can happen that way too. But usually it happens with a lot of pain. Well, um, it is vibratory. um, Like attracts like and we find that as we raise our vibration And we work on ourselves spiritually. There are really fewer and fewer people um, at the top that you relate to. That's why they always say it's lonely at the top. But when you're kind of like just walking around, you know, in an average way, there are tons of people that you can hook up with. But as you work on yourself, you're going to become more and more discerning about who you want to spend your time with. And, you know, who do you really want to let in your space? Do you really want to, um, you know, allow someone with a lot of baggage to come into your experience? No. So as you work on yourself, you will become, like I said, much more discerning. And you will put yourself in situations through your inner guidance that will bring you into relationships that are more fulfilling for someone who's working on that level than you were before when you, you know, were operating in a different vibration. It's all vibratory. So is it part of being abundant in your life, learning to just love everybody for who they are? Yes, yes. That is the best thing you can do. And um, I know when I was a flight attendant, you know, I started, I was flying all over the world and I'd meet people from Asia, Europe, South America, all different corners of the world. And different cultures can seem different when you first start immersing yourself in them. But I remember one day I was sitting in Seoul, Korea buying from these Koreans that I used to visit all the time in the shopping district. And we started sharing stories and they were telling me about their life and I was telling them about my life. And all of a sudden there was such a bond between all of us. I, and I realized we are all connected. It doesn't matter where you go in the world. Another time I was in Morocco and um, I was out on the desert and I caught the eye of this young man who was riding a camel. We were all in this dung hut while we were shooting a commercial for an airline. And um, he looked at me and I looked at him and we came from such different cultures. But there was like this recognition that we're the same. And I find once you begin to realize that we are all the same basically as human beings, no matter what culture we come from or what part of the world, um, we can all connect. And then it gets really fun because no matter where you go, you have friends wherever wherever you show up and it's one big party. Well, um, an expression I've used before is, if you want to see perfection, change your perception. Whenever we're in the presence of someone, we really don't know the inner mind of that person or the inner workings, but we have a perception of them. And we can actually change the lens that we look out from, if we want to, to see someone in a better light. And within everyone is a shining soul, a light, um, a perfect being, a child of God, a magnificent being. And if we choose to see that instead of the miserable, you know, messed up, in a bad mood kind of person, we can actually bring more of the positive qualities of that person out into the light and help that. Not only are we helping ourselves because we're feeling better about being in the presence of that person, we're enjoying it more, and we're helping that other person, whoever they are, um, to raise their vibration, be more be more in harmony. And if we took that as our responsibility whenever we showed up with people to bring more light into the situation, to help people rather than um, expecting them to amuse us. For years, I would get all dressed up get on the airplane, and expect the customers to amuse me. And I would be very, very sort of distraught if it was a boring flight and there was no one there to amuse me. And then all of a sudden one day I realized that I could turn it around and I could just enjoy being there and enjoy their company no matter who they were. And it all shifted. It totally shifted and one day I was in the aisle and it was the big it was the big moment everything really turned after this one I was standing in the aisle working on the cart and they were all tugging at me they were all just wanting everything and it was one of those nightmare scenarios where I thought I was going to lose it and we have had stories of stewardesses that have just lost it on flights and I didn't want to be one of them but it was pretty bad all of a sudden I felt like I was lifted out of my body when I was at the moment where I just couldn't take it anymore. I had this vision of Mother Teresa, and I heard a voice um, comforting me, telling me that I was being lifted above hate. And all of a sudden, everything shifted. And I looked back at everyone as I kind of reentered my body, and I found that there wasn't a thing they could do to upset me. And I never again went back down into what I felt like was a snake pit, really, of human humanity. I was able to stay above it after that and just kind of enjoy the trip wherever I was. There was nothing they could say or do that would really put me in that state of mind where I just wanted out. And it was really, really blissful. And I, I do believe that once we shift our perception, we can enjoy anybody's company doesn't matter who they are there's always something to find that's interesting or pleasurable about another human being. Well I'll tell you um, you can be working with someone who's very difficult now there's a couple of ways you can go you can either say to yourself I find this to be impossible and let it bring you down wear you out and depress you every day. Or you can step back, look at that person and say to yourself, there must be something that's bothering that person to make them constantly react like that. And chances are there is something. They're either in a bad relationship, they're having problems at home, they're having, something is going on in their lives that's making them act out when they're in the workplace with you because it's not natural for someone to be always in a bad mood. There's always something. Now, if you're the kind of person that can have a one-on-one conversation with them in a compassionate way, they might just open up and let you know what that problem is. And it could be brought to the light where it can just be neutralized. Something else that I used to do on the airplane that was very effective. Let's say we had a passenger in first class who um, didn't get the meal they wanted because we ran out of the Chateaubriand or whatever and they got really upset because they're paying a lot of money you know thousands of dollars to fly in first class but you're 35,000 feet up in the sky so there's really nothing you can do you can't go buy any more food so the way you deal with it is to look the person in the eye and feel the way they must feel you have to let go of your judgment And you have to feel compassion for the other person and really mean it and say something like, you know, I really know how you feel. It must be really disappointing, but what can I do to make it up to you and, you know, come up with something like free drinks, bottle of wine to take with you, whatever. And um, 99% of the time they turn around and apologize. People just want to be validated or they want to be acknowledged or they want you to hear them because it's very frustrating sometimes in this dimension when things don't go our way or we feel frustrated and we feel there's no one listening. Being a good listener is a very good way to neutralize difficult situations. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything, you just have to listen. If you find um, your ideal self through meditation, um, and we all have an ideal self that we could aspire to become. I know I have an ideal woman within me that I can visualize who's very dynamic, very successful, very confident, you know, um, knows exactly what to do in any situation, she's connected to all kinds of exciting things, and I just like to kind of meditate on that sometimes and Um, it it moves me in that direction, you know, it keeps me fine-tuned so that when I need to draw on that that self she's there. It's not like you live it all the time. A lot of times people have um, the idealized self that is like their celebrity self that goes out into the world but then they have their self that they can relax with at home, you know, which is fine too. You don't have to be on top of the world all the time but to know that you have an ideal that you're striving for and to meditate on that and to feel yourself stepping into that you that is the right weight, the right level of confidence, the right, you know, ambition, the right career, the right everything that you like. That's a good thing because the more you visualize who you want to be as opposed to the you that you're trying to get rid of, the old you the better off you'll be. Oh, it's always good to um, find role models and positive, inspirational people. Um, Reading biographies or watching biographies on television of powerful, successful, interesting, creative people is always a good thing. And um, You know, I've taught a seminar where you could actually channel um, the minds of geniuses. You know, if you wanted to be a painter, you could actually imagine yourself at the alpha level of consciousness as a Van Gogh or a Picasso or whoever you aspire to be and imagine yourself painting like them and do it. Or you could imagine yourself as a writer or, you know, figuring out some incredibly fascinating topic because you're channeling, you're tapping into this divine intelligence. But you can actually say to yourself, I want to know the thoughts of that particular person. Maybe they're not even alive anymore. But you can actually tap into intelligence in that way. And it's fascinating. Being in a positive environment is always a good thing. But it doesn't really matter where you are. You can be on a subway, you can be on a bus, you can be in your den, you can be um, at work, you can be anywhere and you can always have your consciousness with you. So you can always tap into your thoughts and what you choose to think at any moment is your choice. So it really, you, you have to learn to be unaffected by the energy, the vibration, the thoughts, the atmosphere of others, and when you when you can completely get to that point where none of it bothers you anymore it 's a very good thing oh it 's always good to be around like minded people when you 're with like minded people things flow more easily when there's we were talking about um, many times we see people now that come from families and it's almost like where did these people come from? You know, they don't understand each other anymore because of the shift going on. Some people are still very much locked into the three-dimensional world and thinking like that and there are others that are transitioning into a more multi-dimensional, holographic way of thinking. And a lot of their friends and family don't get them because of the way they think. and. um you'll find that you'll sometimes part company with people that are not aligned with the way you think. And that's okay because they really don't, they would prefer not to be around your way of thinking if you're moving more and more and more in the spiritual dimension. They'd rather be with the kind of people that agree with what they think of. You can always bring um, positive attitudes and and uplifting thoughts into other people's lives, but sometimes you're better off not expressing them verbally and just thinking them. Sometimes it can really shake people up or upset them if you try to tell them things that they're not ready to hear. So you're better off just quietly affirming um, to yourself positive things about people that you're, you're around. There's a lot of children being born now that are very unusual. You know, we call them indigos. We call them crystals. Um, they seem to have um, just a more advanced intelligence. Many of them. You know, they get all A's in school, or they just have amazing aptitudes for things that you would think it would take a long time to learn. You know, they're just naturally gifted children, and a lot of times that can be very difficult for parents to understand how to relate to them. Because um, I find a lot of times parents who are not that enlightened seem to think that they own their children because they gave birth to them or they had them. And the reality is we're all children of God and God is our true parent, mother and father. And this is very comforting to people that come from difficult backgrounds when they learn that their true parent is God because then it doesn't matter so much that, you know, maybe their parents didn't treat them that well. Um, But at the same time, it can be difficult for parents to let go and, you know, realize that their children are unique individuals with their own path, their own journey, even though the influence is there through family. um, We need to let children be who they are, and a lot of times this is difficult because um, they start to build up a certain dynamic you know, and push each other's buttons sometimes. We see that a lot with teenagers. And being conscious of the fact that there are ways to approach relationships within families in a meta- more metaphysical way can be very, very helpful, very helpful. Sometimes the metaphysical one has to be the grown-up and realize when to say something and when not to say something and be more compassionate and more understanding with the people who aren't as aware of some of these metaphysical truths as the person who's on the path. Whenever a a, a person chooses a certain path, and they feel good about it. That's the path they're supposed to be on, no matter what other people are saying. And sometimes we, we've set up a situation, maybe for our own personal growth, where we're going to get resistance, or we're going to get betrayal, or we're going. These are the tests that we go through while we're in this three-dimensional world, because this is not supposed to be a picnic all the time. This is supposed to be a challenge. And these tests that we go through are like initiations. And every time we overcome something, that's a good thing because we've learned that lesson and we don't have to go back and learn it over again. But if we are stuck in a lesson that we can't seem to get, we will continue to get that lesson in a different form until we've learned it. That's That's what I've found. Forgiveness is huge, in fact, if you've ever studied the Course in Miracles, forgiveness is the key keynote to the whole Course and it is said that um, that's why we're here, to learn to forgive. And the more we forgive everyone, that comes into our experience, the better because ultimately the biggest forgiveness we have to do is forgiving ourselves. And once we've done that, this is what makes us clear channels for manifesting and healing by being very, very forgiving. Because right along beside forgiveness is unconditional love. You can't have one without the other. If you forgive someone, you love them unconditionally. It's very easy to do that. But um, many times people will say, they've tried and tried and tried to forgive and it's very difficult. That's why someone came along with something called radical forgiveness that he teaches workshops of. It's very, very hard sometimes to forgive if something really horrible has been done to you. But at the same time, we will see people who have been in horrific experiences. And the first thing they'll say when they speak out is, I have forgiven this person. Because they realize that if they don't forgive, first of all, the hatred, the the negative energy would eat them alive. The worst thing you can do to yourself is to hate someone or to refuse to forgive someone for something they did to you. Because really, the only one you're hurting is yourself. Your consciousness knows only its own consciousness. We live in our own universe. so. By not forgiving someone else, you're not forgiving yourself. Some partnerships are better than others. Sometimes there is an imbalance in a relationship, but um, a lot of times if you really focus on loving your partner and Feeling that unconditional love for your partner and being grateful for the companionship, the things that you share together, you can overlook things that come up that seem problematic, like your partner not being able to do certain things that you feel should just be part of their situation. But you can forgive because you realize um, that's unimportant compared to the big picture, which is what you share with your partner. Well, everyone is different when it comes to what they're doing in a relationship, but I would say that you can actually get to a place where it doesn't really matter who you're in relationship with, be it your pet, your spouse, your child, your mother, your father, anybody, whoever you're with, your job is to just be your authentic self and love that person um, unconditionally, whoever they are. It doesn't really matter what kind of relationship you have with that person. Your job is really, and when you feel that kind of like irritation popping up where you're going, what am I doing here? Or how did I get in this situation? That is something that you need to look at in yourself and work on. Because that's what people do is they give us these, these flags where we're saying, oh, I still, I'm still carrying that kind of feeling, that negative feeling that I don't want to experience anymore. So here's an opportunity to work on it and it gives us that opportunity. So that's really one of the great things about relationships that aren't completely in harmony. It gives us something to work on.